So let's talk about the blueprints. Great. So the first one is the energetic, as you mentioned, and that's someone who's turned on by space, anticipation, tease, longing. They love the space between the touches. That's where the turn on is. And so the superpower of the energetic is being able to go into these expanded states of consciousness. It's about sexuality as a tool to elevate consciousness and awakening, multidimensional sexuality. I have some amazing stories if you want to hear about some of those like really far out things. I would love like the one time I became a star orgasm. That's a good one. (laughs) <laughs> so during an orgasm, you became a star? Yes. I talk about it in the book. Okay. <laughs> I literally don't remember that part. And then did you come back to Earth? I did come back to Earth, obviously. Yeah. What did you Still look talking. like as a star? Because I see a Bright. star, but I don't see the star. Right. Brilliant light. Wow. Like remembering, because I think we're all made out of stardust, you wow. know? And so it was like it was like the remembering of when we were stars. What is going on in the brain, do you think? I think that the default mode network is shutting down mm-hmm. and you're starting to go into mystical experience. Yeah. How long were you a star? That experience was about a half an hour along. Yeah. I mean, the whole experience was much longer because we were building up to it and everything and how he was holding me. And then he pressed his third eye into my pelvic floor and something shot through my body and gone. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a DMT. It is like a DMT experience. Wow. Okay. Because you're energetic. I'm primarily energetic. Yes. Okay. So that's energetic. Yeah. The shadow side of the energetic, however, is this extreme sensitivity and you will dissociate if something's too much too quick. I liken it to like a cannonball in a lake. If you do a giant cannonball, then you're going to get a lot of waves and ripples that maybe you can't feel everything within. But for an energetic, just taking your fingertip and dipping it in the water and watching the waves ripple infinitely is enough. So less is more with an energetic for sure. I thought it was interesting that energetics were empath- like empaths. Very much. Because a lot of our audience are sensitive and mm-hmm. consider themselves empaths. And I obviously relate to that. And I was thinking about, I was like, oh, that's so interesting because it is, you know, as someone that is highly sensitive, you have access to like an amplification of the senses. Absolutely. Sight, taste, such, you know what I mean? Everything. So it's like seeing that within your sexuality. And I think that just provides such a, that was such so helpful for me because it helped me to rethink about the way I approach sex and how if I know that I'm so sensitive in life that certain music will turn me off or bright lights, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. how can I create the environment that supports me as someone that's being sensitive and then use that sort of same mentality as the way I go about in sex? Right, right. Slow. Yes. Paying attention, presence, being in the moment. Yes. Breath. Mm -hmm. Okay, so energetic. What are the other ones? Sensual. Okay. And sensual is having all of your senses ignited. So this is taste, touch, sound, the environment being beautiful. Whereas like the energetic is more of like a hypersensitivity to the things that are going on often because in the nervous system of an energetic, there can be unresolved traumas or there's just a natural sensitivity to the world because of the level of consciousness that you're vibrating on. The sensual will want to collapse space. So you want to have hands-on and all the touch and the slow dancing and the chocolate and the hot baths. And I mentioned needing to relax before you go into the sexual experience. And that's because the shadow side is getting caught up on your head and having difficulty shutting it all off. Intense sensation and kink is actually a way you can shut it all off. So if you're in central shadow and you add a little bit of kink with some intense sensation, it can help you get into your body because you've got 
you know, a slap mm-hmm. right there that's like, bring attention to that yes. spot. <laughs> right. And so the sensual superpower is that they can be multi-orgasmic all over their body, full body orgasm, you know, crevices I talk about a lot as areas of the body for the sensual of have some crevice sex, have somebody go down on the inside of your elbow. And that can be really orgasmic because the full body is part of it. The full senses are part of the sensual. So we got sensual, then we have kinky. Kinky. So kinky is anybody who's turned on by the taboo. And that's what's whatever is taboo for you. So having sex outside a missionary position is taboo, then that's what's taboo. And there are two different types. One is psychological and one is more sensation-based. And so my partner, Ian, he's mainly kinky and he is both sensation-based and psychological. So we use ropes as he loves constriction. So ropes are part of the sensation that he enjoys. And then if I have power play over him, he switches it up. He likes it both ways. But then that adds even more to his arousal. When I thought about kinky, I think kinky's been so married with porn Mm -hmm. and like the idea of porn. How do you see the two interplaying right now? It's interesting. I think most porn is like kinky sexual. Sort of like we have kinky and then we have sexual. And that's one of the blueprints we haven't talked about yet. But it's what we think of as sex in our culture, right? And so I would love to see someone make porn that is all of the different blueprints that then we're utilizing as a more conscious tool rather than an unconscious tool. And just like anything how do we integrate, like you're saying, how do we integrate the dance of these different blueprints and in our visuals, in our erotica, what is safe, sane, and consensual and invites people into a different experience other than utilizing technology to go away from our body and utilizing technology to numb out or create somatic patterns And brain patterns, our neural nets getting wired for one path to arousal. I really want to invite everybody into multiple paths, lots of different pathways, because then you have lots of choice and option versus a path that becomes a rut, that becomes a grave to your sexuality. And I think that when we're watching certain types of porn, that can become a grave eventually. Yeah, it's really patterning people in specific ways. And I think it's, I don't know, maybe it is my Catholic upbringing, but it does feel more impactful than I think people think, mm-hmm. especially on kids. Mm-hmm. Where was I? I was somewhere with friends. She has a 10-year-old. She said that she saw that she was looking at it. Mm. And it's like, there's a curiosity, obviously, you know what I mean? You're so right. young and there's other people doing it. But yeah, it is just something that if you're processing even kinky in that way. And you're like, okay, this is what this means. But maybe you have a different type of kink, which involves your body, but you're seeing it this, it just can get super, super funky. Yeah. You know, working with clients who were exposed to porn at a young age, it does start to wire the brain in certain ways. But like anything in our lives, any tool in our lives, it can be used consciously or it can become a very unconscious pattern or programming or conditioning that then creates detriment to your connection and to your pleasure and arousal. And kinky, do you think most men are kinky? So this is interesting, having Mm -hmm. had millions of people take the quiz. We look at gender and blueprints. And so we've seen that women are mostly energetic, sensual in their map. However, men tend to be across the board, all of them. Mm. And I I think that's really interesting because I think we have a, a supposition that all men are sexual or all men are kinky, or like like mostly sexual kinky. 
And that wasn't true across the board with gender. There was a high amount of sexual, but it's almost equal. What's the sexual blueprint? So the sexual blueprint is someone who's turned on by what we think of as sex in our culture. So intercourse, nudity, getting to the orgasm, getting to the climax. The sexual is beautiful because it's easy. There's an easefulness around sexuality. Usually it can go from zero to 60 pretty quickly and it's arousal. The shadow side, however, of the sexual is that there's a missing of all of the other aspects and facets of sexuality and a missing of the journey that is so beautiful and lovely. There's always this drive to the end goal. And then there's a limited definition of sex. Successful sex is naked penetration. And it's not that sexuals lack depth. It's They have depth. It's just in their shadow aspect, they get limited and fixated because for a sexual, sex means relaxation and everything is right in the world. So it's the opposite of the sensual where they go, I have to relax first before I can get in the mood. And then for a sexual, it's no, let's just, we can have sex anytime. Then I feel nice and relaxed. That's a lower percentage of our population. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.